hey queen how's it going welcome back to the note to self podcast i know it's been a hot minute but it was worth the wait because today's episode is actually super exciting i am running my group program at the moment thrive if you don't know about it oh my god you're missing out um if you stick around until the end of this episode i will give you more information about how to join us for the next intake but for now i'm gonna let you jump in to a bit of an impromptu facebook live that i did for my girls at the weekend um it was my day off and i just thought you know what this little moment of clarity came to me where I, where one of the girls in the group posted about just always going back to old habits and why is it so hard to change and she's really struggling with just her mindset in that moment of being able to stop herself in her tracks when she went to and leaned towards the stuff she'd always done which was always the thing that was holding her back and we do it all the time right we always say it's self-sabotage or we say it's I don't know, like, oh, I, I just always done it this way. So I'm going to keep doing it this way. And it's really hard to change. So I'm just not going to. And sometimes it's really easy to keep falling back into those old patterns that don't serve us anymore. You know, those things that we do that we don't like that we do, but we do them and we can't understand why. I'm about to share with you exactly why. And it's what I have told my girls over the last couple of months in coaching. And we've started to reframe those moments and try and build new habits. And to do that is really difficult when you're so used to always choosing that automated response, you know, that default mode that we default mode that we always go to. So I'm here today to give you a little snippet of what we get up to, what we chat about, the things that we um, work through and the problems that we solve and the hurdles that we overcome within Thrive. And this is a little bit of a sneak peek as to kind of, you know, all of those sorts of things that we chat about. So without further ado, I'm going to let you crack on with this episode. So excuse the sound quality, just in case it is a little bit different from right, like, what I'm filming now, what I'm recording now. Um, but feel free if you loved this episode and you resonated with it or it helped you in some way, please, please, please go and click the little review button um, and give this podcast a cheeky review and feel free to screenshot this episode, share it to your story, share it with other people that you might uh, think need it, you know, or, or should hear it. Um, and yeah, I will let you crack on with the episode. I think this is going to be quite beneficial for those of you who are struggling a little bit with the mindset side of things um especially when the first week is over and it becomes kind of like just the norm to do this sort of thing and you start to get to a point where you go oh my god am i gonna have to do this for the rest of my life and you panic and you go straight back to who you were before you started the program um so if that is you right now or you're feeling that ever so slightly this should help but i know that a lot of you are feeling just a little bit worried really about what's next what the future holds how you're going to be able to change when you're so used to being where you are all of that sort of stuff comes up so often in my one-to-one -one coaching girls it comes up so often with people that i see on instagram you know in the question boxes and my dms it comes up all the time and especially on a group program it's going to come up a lot so I've jotted down kind of seven points to help overcome this, but I want to talk to you about it first. And I want to talk to you about exactly why 
you're maybe feeling a little bit stuck or feeling like you just want to give up when things get a little bit tough or when you've had a really bad day or when you know you all you want to do is just comfort eat or all you want to do is just like kind of throw the towel in because you're just like you can't see the end point or you can't see how things will get better or you don't know what the future holds so you're kind of thinking what's the point in putting all of this effort in to potentially not see the reward on it um let me know if any of you are feeling like that or have felt like that but we're going to kind of unpick it a little bit and just talk about the actual process of behavior change and what we're after especially on thrive you know, your other group programs might be very different to that. But like, my job is to get you to a place where you feel phenomenal every single day and you create a life that you actually not even like, but love so that you aren't facing this kind of like, you're not meeting resistance at every single point. You know, every time you go to work, you feel like crap. Every time you come home, you feel like crap. Every time you think about, oh my God, I have to go to the gym. You know, you're in this kind of negative cycle and every single thing feels like a chore, that's not the gig here. Like my job is to get you to a point where these things feel good, they feel natural, they feel like your life. They don't feel like, oh, I'm on another diet and I need to get this weight off real quick. Um, and I know that some of you may have signed up to Thrive thinking that that's what you're in for, but plot twist, I'm not here to get you results in eight weeks, I'm here to get you results for life. That's my gig, like that's, that's why I'm here. So if, you thought that at the end of the eight weeks, you can go back to doing everything you were before you started this program, then feel free to drop me a DM and say, yo, bitch, I'm out. But I know you're here for a reason. Like, I know you're here for a reason. And that reason is not to get the quickest results you can in eight weeks and then go back to doing what you were doing before, gain weight, feel worse, you know, have the life you had before this, and then just keep coming back and doing the same thing, repeating the same cycle that you've repeated for your literal entire life, right? you know, your entire life, you've repeated this negative cycle. My job is to like break that, get you out of it and get you living your best life. I know that sounds so cheesy. I know it sounds gross, but that's literally my job. Um, so yeah, that's the gig. And the reason that you're probably finding it so difficult, right? Because every single time you've done it, you've gone back to where you were before. So you're like, at this point, right, imagine yourself as an elastic band. I don't have one here. Surely I've got an elastic band. I must do. I feel like I need to do this analogy that I've just made up in my head. Where is an elastic? How do I not? I must have an elastic band. Team, everyone's got that, that like elastic band that you never, you never actually use, but you know that at some point it's going to come in handy and it never does until this exact moment. So bear with, because I really am so invested in this right now. Okay, the answer is nowhere, which is so rude. I don't even have a hair bobble. That would have been perfect as well. Like the one time I take my hair bobble off my wrist. Okay, picture this. You've got an elastic band, right? And it's like stretchy, isn't it, right? Your comfort zone is in the middle. It's whatever you've been doing so far. Regardless of whether that's comfortable or uncomfortable, it's your comfort zone. It's your default mode, right? And you're here. This is where, you know, your self-sabotage happens. Your, oh my God, this is too tough. I can't do it. This is where your perfectionism is. This is where you're like, just being able to grow can't happen because you're, you, we like this bubble, right? You're in here. You've got an elastic band around it, right? I want a hair bubble. You've got an elastic band around it. When you come out of your comfort zone, you've got natural resistance coming back. 
because your body likes staying in this mode. Your brain likes staying in the familiar, right? Your, your brain is so, um, it, it prefers safety in the fact that it knows exactly what's coming. It knows what's going on. This is like hardwired in us from like forever ago. This is like survival stuff. It's like if you are in an uncertain environment or an uncomfortable environment or a dangerous environment, you're fudged. Do you know what I mean? So we like safety. <clears throat> we like staying in one place. We like having this kind of homeostasis vibe, right? Your brains like to know exactly what's coming. It likes predictable. So it stays in this comfort zone. If you try and grow outside of this comfort zone, it's going to ping you straight back. So when we do these aggressive lifestyle changes where, you know, you go from doing 1,000 steps a day to 20,000, you do a 1,000 calorie diet instead of a maybe 1,500 calorie diet, you do like juice cleansers and like crazy, like Cambridge, should I call it Oxford diet so that nobody knows, so that I don't get sued? Um, the Oxford diet, you know, things like that. You're doing all of these things that are stretching you so far outside of you, what you know and what you're familiar with and what you're used to and what you're comfortable doing, that of course you're being pinged back, flung back, smashed back into that comfort zone. <clears throat> so it's like an elastic band, right? The, the best way we can do it is by doing it a little bit and then adapting, a little bit and then adapting, a little bit and then adapting, rather than pulling it as tight as possible and then boom, you could even propel yourself that way, which is very unlikely, or it's gonna bring you back to the familiar. When it comes to being inside of that comfort zone, this is where we tend to stay, and it's why building habits is so difficult, but building new habits, sorry, is so difficult. <clears throat> I'm gonna die. What if I die on Facebook Live? That would not be a vibe. Can you imagine? Um, so, where our brains are sitting in the familiar, right? Where it's like, we know exactly what's gonna happen. You know, we, we, it's, it's, the brain's loving familiar is why we stay in jobs we hate, why we stay in relationships that aren't really that good for us, um, why we keep habits that are no longer serving us because it's it's familiar. We've practiced it enough times that it's now our norm. Like when you're like, you know, when you start driving a car, right? Say you, you start a new job and you go to work, right? That that route is new to you now. You don't really know it that well. So it, it you've got to concentrate. You've got to look at the sat-nav. You've got to look at the signs. You've got to look at like, okay, well, what's this road doing next? You're really thinking about it all the time to get to work. After a couple of months of you repeating that same drive every single time, it becomes just like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I don't even have to think about it. Sometimes you'll go through like three roundabouts. You'll get, you know, right turns, left turns, go through junctions. You'll end up at work and you'll be like, eh, I don't even remember driving. Like that's how just automatic it was to you at that point. It's the same sort of thing. You're building these new habits. You're building these new pathways that allow you to start running them, not necessarily on autopilot because it's still an effort to, you know, go to the gym or eat healthily sometimes or, you know, choose a smart option off the menu or go for that walk every morning. It still requires a level of effort, but it's like a level of effort that like becomes so much easier the more you do it. Like, I don't know if any of you have taught your kids to brush your teeth, but they never brush their teeth. It's like, you've really got to drill it into them. No, we need to do this every morning, every night. You know, you do it for a while and then they start to get it. Most of them still probably don't really do it, but they know they should do it. 
but it becomes like us as adults when we're brushing our teeth it's like we don't even really do it we just do it on autopilot we know it's the last thing we do before we go to bed and then we go to bed that will start becoming so much easier with the other habits that you're trying to create right now as long as you can stick to them and the 21 day you know stick to a habit for 21 days and it will become a habit no incorrect it's not actually true but it's a good start so for the next especially the next seven six i don't know how six seven seven kind of seven six six weeks <laughs> not very good uh knowing time frames but for the next for the eight weeks that you're on this program you can make a good start you can make a good dent but what we tend to do is go whoa hang on like the first two weeks were okay but now this is getting real now this is getting serious now i have to actually stick to this for the next couple of weeks and like not just give up oh no rosa was waiting on instagram oh i'm so sorry we're here at least you made it now when you're building these habits right there are all these new pathways that are coming in so 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 the way that your brain works right is it, it creates pathways based on things that you practice so it's kind of like doing the reps to get you know a workout done the more you do it the more you get used to it the more you practice it it's like learning guitar i think i don't know if i talked about this on last week's live or whether it was with a one-to-one -one client but like when you're playing say you want to learn a new instrument or you want to i don't know speak a new language right you go to a lesson if you do one lesson a week for eight weeks you might get you know a good tune out of you or you might get a couple of words out in a different language but if you come away and you practice that every single day between your lessons and you do that consistently every single day for the eight weeks who do you think is going to be better at playing guitar or playing piano or speaking a new language or swimming or learning to walk who do you think is going to be further along in their journey at the end of the eight weeks will it be the person that didn't really practice enough didn't really do it enough or will it be the person that showed up every single day and just did a little bit to just progress where they were at it's definitely gonna be the person that practiced more and the same is true with our thoughts we can practice these thoughts we can practice these beliefs we can practice these habits to make sure that we are doing the best we possibly can to get to the result that we want to get the outcome from what we're doing um and like i said our brains are used to the familiar so if it's been doing one habit let's let's go for habits if it was doing one habit for the last 20 years for example sitting on the sofa after a hard day at work not and like not going to the gym so choosing to sit on the sofa instead of go to the gym or choosing to sit on the sofa instead of go go to work uh, go for a walk sorry if it was like you know used to getting a takeaway on a friday night every single friday was getting a takeaway was getting a takeaway was getting a takeaway and wasn't choosing you know a grilled chicken wrap they were choosing maybe you know 10 domino's pizzas i don't know whatever like if you've been doing that every single Friday for the, for 20 years and you've not been doing something that, you know, you've not been making home cooked meals very often, which one do you think it's going to automatically go to as a first thought? What do you think out of the two is the most practiced behavior or the most practiced habit or the most practiced thought? It's going to be the one you've done more often, the one you do constantly. So if you constantly get a certain, this comes into kind of self-sabotage, but like, you get a certain way along your journey say for example you always know that every time you lose a stone you keep re regaining the stone so you're like oh i can only get to the stone mark of weight loss and then i keep going and i keep you know not getting further basically and going back to what i was doing before 
that is because you've built up this kind of neuro pathway. So you've built up this practiced thought that A, you can only get to this certain weight and then you revert back to what you were doing or you always try and um, not comfy and then you always know that you're an emotional eater. So immediately you're practicing this thought, I'm an emotional eater. So what are you gonna do the next time you feel emotional? You're going to eat because it's what you've done your entire life and it's what you've told yourself you do your entire life. So you're building up this really strong, really quick response, really um, easy to do and subconscious almost to do neural pathway that you eat whenever you feel emotion. Or it, and it's just become part of your habits now. It's just become your routine. That's what you do. Or to get a takeaway on a Friday night or to um, you know have a piece of, have a dessert after your dinner or to go to a specific restaurant and order the exact same meal. Like all of these things, they're practiced, practiced, practiced. So of course you're going to choose that one when you're faced with the decision of, am I gonna get a takeaway or not? Or am I gonna eat out of emotion or feel my emotion and think about what I can do to either resolve it or you know, accept it or acknowledge it at least? Which one are you gonna choose? You're going to choose the one that you've always chosen because it's familiar, the brain knows the outcome. Regardless of whether it's negative or positive, your brain knows the outcome and that is favorable for the brain than anything else. So the next time you go to, straight to, oh, I need to emotionally eat now because I'm, you know, I don't know, feeling whatever, your brain is quick to go, yes, yeah, cool, I know the outcome here. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna eat this, I'm probably gonna feel bad for it afterwards, then I'm probably gonna eat more because I've ruined my diet, then I'm gonna feel like I failed, and then I'm gonna give up completely on myself, eat for the rest of the weekend, and then maybe on Monday, that's when we'll get started again. I know, that's my routine. We've got this down, we know exactly how to do that. So it's easy for the brain to do, it's easy for your mind to do that straight away, that's like the auto response, right? So sitting down, having a meal, deciding, choosing, I'm gonna do something different to that. The brain's like, no, you ain't bitch. Now this isn't an excuse. This is a chance for you to start building neural pathways in the other direction to something that best serves you or that better serves you than the one you were doing before. But it's hard and it takes time and it takes practice. And so I need you to be practicing it every single day. I need you to be making those decisions actively every single day to go in a different direction that goes against the grain from what you're used to. That's a hard thing to do. And so it's it's understandable that that gets scary and it gets tough and it gets unmanageable or unachievable in your mind because it's so different and it's so new and it's not familiar and it's like outside of that comfort zone that of course you just wanna go back to the habits you were doing before. But the habits you were doing before didn't serve you. They don't serve you now and you know it because when you post in the group and say, I know that I should feel like this or should do this or should have, I don't know, a healthy meal or go for a walk or um, make myself feel better a different way, but all I wanna do is just eat. All I wanna do is just, you know, have that extra, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, or not go to the gym or just feel sorry for myself on the sofa and eat ice cream. Like, of course you want to do that because it's what you've always done. But what you've always done has got you to a point where you don't wanna go through that anymore. And going through that is a process you have to do. It's so annoying and it's rude because like, we don't like hardship, we don't like hard things, we don't like things that take us outside of that comfort zone. 
But if you don't ever leave your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. You're never going to be the person that you want to be inside. And I know that you want to be that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be doing a program like this. You'd be going back to Slimming World. You'd be going back to the club. You'd be going back to the Cambridge diet. You'd be going back to doing a juice cleanse. And some of you do. I've had clients that have left me and gone back to Slimming Club. I've left clients that have, I've had clients that have got insane results, like ridiculous poster girl, cover girl results. And they've then gone and sold Herbalife. And it's like, it's because it's just going back to the familiar, it's going back to the easy, it's going back to the kind of get out of jail free card of like, yeah, I know it's not really great, but like, I'm just gonna do it anyway. And it seems so counterintuitive, doesn't it? It seems so like, eh, what? And it hurts me because I'm like, bitch, I'll tell you, you better than that. But it's just the way it is sometimes. And it's, it's okay, but it stops you growing. If you're not actively trying to undo these habits and unlearn these behaviors and skills and, and thoughts, you are going to end up feeling stuck all the time and not growing and staying in your comfort zone and staying unhappy, but certain in that unhappiness. It's like certain failure, certain, and, and your idea of failure is staying where you are right now, otherwise you wouldn't be wanting to grow, right? But that like fear of failure sometimes keeps you there as well. It's like that idea that like, but what if I don't actually achieve what I want to? Or what if I get there and it's not all it's cracked up to be? Or what if I, you know, lose the weight and I don't actually feel better? It's like, that keeps you stuck. It keeps you there in that comfort zone. And so you will never find out. And it's the only way to guarantee failure is by fearing failure so much that you stay stuck and not trying to grow. That's the only way to guarantee failure. Anything else is like moving you forward regardless of whether you fail or not. It's like you kind of, the whole way it works, right? Is that little, you know, this little elastic band, you come out a little bit, you adapt, you come out a little bit, you adapt, right? What you're doing is coming out loads and then reverting back. And so you're failing every single time. So not only are you practicing thought and learning the thought and accepting the fact that you always fail, but you're also always failing and starting from the beginning. Whereas, so if you do this and come straight back, you're starting from the beginning. If you do this and you adapt and you do this and then, oh, oh that's a bit annoying. Failed that one, no problem. We do it again. We adapt, we do it again, we adapt. We come back, then we go back. But we're still further along than we were if we'd have just gone balls to the wall and then come straight back, right? So that's what I want you to do is just every single day, I just want you to edge closer, outside, edge further, sorry, outside of that comfort zone. Keep trying and not give up, regardless of whether you have a day where, I don't know, your calories are a little bit higher than you wanted them to be, or you went out for a meal that you couldn't track. Who cares? Or you ended up like choosing food for comfort. Cool, good. Now we can learn from it and go, right, what can we do next time to make sure I feel better about this circumstance? Make sure I handle this event in a more positive way. You know, asking those questions is what's gonna get you farther than feeling like you're failing, coming back to your comfort zone, giving up on yourself and then having to start again. Because it's inevitable that you are gonna start again when you give up. Sorry, let me go through the comments. Um, totally understand this, hence why I make my four-year-old read daily. I should practice what I preach, yeah. Same, hello, I'm like the worst for it, but that's why I'm here. That's why I'm showing up for you because I know, I know how it feels. I know how it feels to just kind of give up and like just want to stay where you are because it's just so much more comfortable. But nothing ever grows in your comfort zone, bitches. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, hurts my soul, lol, when 
I hear of a friend joining Slimming Club, yeah. It hurts me a little bit too, but I, I understand. And so I find it really tricky because I'm like, I just want, I don't want them to not do Slimming Clubs, but I want Slimming Clubs to do better as a company, you know? Um, I'm already dreading Thrive ending. Don't, Louise, because I have something very exciting for when you guys finish. I'm so worried about not knowing how to cope on my own. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is it. Like, straight away, you guys are already looking too far in the future. Rein it in, pull it back, and let's focus on the next week. Like, you can do so much, so much over the next eight weeks, right? Or over the next six weeks. But, like, if you are already dreading or already worrying or already overanalyzing what happens next, then you're not doing what happens now. And by not doing what happens now, you're not going to get to what happens next. Does that make sense? Was that a bit of a riddle, a little bit of a cryptic vibe? But it's, if you're too busy looking into the future, you're not doing what's necessary now. And you might think you are, you know, you're doing all the basics or you're getting your targets or whatever. But if your mindset is not in, I need to do this for me right now, and you're always thinking, oh, I'm doing this for two stone down me. I'm doing this for, you know, me in eight weeks time. I'm doing this for when I can finally press play on my life again. You guys know we're not here to press, play, to press play on your life later. We're here to do it now. And so I need you to be in the now. Because if you're not in the now, we're never going to get to the next. Do you know what I mean? We're never going to get there. Um, so yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's really scary to think about what happens after Thrive because I am so amazing and it would be fabulous to have me in your pockets every minute of every day. But I got you. Um, and we need to focus on the now. And I was joking about <laughs> me being so amazing. Um, oh, you're so right. This is where I always go. Yeah, but it's not even going wrong. It's just learning from it. So now you know that that's where your mind goes. Let's put something in place to remind yourself of that when you next feel that way. Because it's not going to not happen again. You're going to feel that way again where you go, oh, oh my God, but like the future, gross. Like, of course, you're going to feel like that. We all feel like that. Again, because it's uncertain. Like, this is why you're worrying about what happens after Thrive because it's uncertain. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you'll be. You don't know how you'll feel. You don't know whether, you know, I'm going to have a space for you to come into my world or stay in my world. You don't know if you're going to get to a point where you'll just go straight back to where you were before. It's uncertain. Our brains love familiar. And so the likelihood is if you were on any other program, you'd go back to what you were doing before. And that's why you're not get you're not keeping your results because you're always just going back and forth like that elastic band. I'm enjoying this slow progress, but steady progress, but still progress. Yeah, and and do you know what? So many of you in here will think I'm I'm making really slow progress, and I've heard it a lot, especially when you know weight loss isn't happening or whatever, scale weight loss isn't happening. But actually, you're like you're you're actually making more progress or i just totally started then you're making more progress on this program in the space of the last and i'll guarantee this in the space of the last two weeks than you have ever made in your life because you're starting to actually be able to live your life now this is what i'm teaching you i'm not teaching you how to make really fast progress in terms of your fat loss progress, but I'm teaching you how to be able to make that fast progress alongside living your life. So the progress isn't slow. The progress is more than you have ever done before because you're learning everything to do with how not to attach your emotion to the way that you feel about your body, the way you look in your body. But you're also making progress at the same time. 
and that's what's so sick about the whole the whole journey is that you're learning how to embrace the journey you're not learning how to get to the end point as quick as possible because there isn't one plot twist i know so rude um there isn't an end journey becky one of the one of my favorite worry quotes worrying is like walking around with umbrella waiting for it to rain yeah without with an umbrella sorry i'm not very good at reading <laughs> waiting for it to rain yeah it's like someone said to me once like worrying i can't remember it might have even been like originally from like a will smith quote which means it probably wasn't a will smith quote it was someone else that said it to will smith um but he i'm sure it was him but someone said worrying is like putting yourself through something twice or it might have been talking about fear but fear is putting yourself through the event twice you're putting yourself through the event before you've even put yourself through the event you're just making it twice as worse um and i have to remind myself of that a lot <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, I'm a very good warrior. Um, but okay, very quickly, I'm going to kind of go through um, a couple of things that I want you to be able to start implementing for yourself when you feel stuck or when you feel like coming back to your old habits that are no longer serving you. So when you feel like you want to pick up the chocolate bar when you feel emotional or when you feel like sacking off the gym because you know you're probably not going to have a good session anywhere, when you feel like staying comfortable, even if it's uncomfortable, these are the things that I want you to start doing. Um, and they're all very, very proven in terms of they will, like actually they've been shown to, well, not change your life, but change your life. Making those new pathways, um, being able to step outside of your comfort zone and actually change your behavior. Um, and that's what this is all about. So the first one is to celebrate small and big wins, whether they are related to your goal or not, which is important. So you know how I always get you to, tell me your wins every Friday, or I tell you to, um, you know, acknowledge three things that went well about your week, right? I'm not just doing that to give you a bit of a hype up. I'm doing that because behavior change happens so much uh, quicker and more sustainably. And I guess more, like, I was going to say magnanimously, but is that a word? <laughs> um, like, they happen in a much more positive way, and you are able to sustain them when you are giving yourself positive reinforcement, I know that that sounds like you are a dog, like here's a treat for being a good boy, but it's literally a thing. Like it's li it, like, right, when you're a kid and you do something good, you get praise or you get a pat on the back or you get a lollipop or you get like, you know, you go to the doctors and you get an injection and they give you a lollipop. Why didn't they do that for COVID jabs? I do not know, but I'm deeply upset about it. I didn't even get a sticker, rude. Um, but we get praise, we get positive reinforcement for doing a job well done. You know, when you're a kid and you tidy your room, your mum's like, oh, well done, you're brilliant, like, let's go after dinner or whatever. Like, positive reinforcement gets the job done and makes you do it more often. It gives you that, like, drive to keep going because you keep wanting to get that feeling. For example, even in even something as small as, like, exercise, right? Exercise relief is, releases endorphins and other happy chemicals that make you happy and make you feel good. They give you energy. They make you feel really positive about things, right? That then makes you more likely to want to go back to the gym and keep getting that reward. Keep getting that like little, you know, endorphins fix of like, yeah, that made me feel really good. I want to do it again. Even that is a positive reinforcement, but celebrating your own wins, giving yourself a pat on the back when you've done well, or even if it's something as simple as like, do you know what? I actually got up on time today. That is brilliant for me because I'm not very good at that. I really, I, I really tried hard. I really did well there. Even something as simple as that is going to make you, A, so much more positive about every single thing you do. It's going to help you start being more aware of your actions, which is always a good thing. 
because it makes you more in control of your actions because you start to identify what's going well and you start to kind of uh, self-analyze in a, in a more positive way rather than a like beat yourself up, shame yourself for not doing a good job way. And also in that same sort of vibe, I guess, like the more positive you are about things, the more you focus on your wins, the more you focus and celebrate the good things that you're doing, the more likely they are to then keep going, the more likely they are to then keep happening, the more likely you are to feel good about your journey. It is the whole, I am not a law of attraction bunny, but I massively agree with a lot of the principles without the, I guess, universe vibe around it. Although, you know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I 100% believe that what you put in, you get out. Is that the right way around? Yeah. And and what you where you focus your energy, so it's like that en where energy goes, where where focus goes, energy flows. Is that it? Something like that. Whatever it is, right? If you put effort into a certain area, you're going to get more out of it. If you constantly focus on the negatives, you're going to feel negative. If I tell you to look out for red cars, you're going to start seeing red cars. Where your energy, uh, where your attention is, it might be where your attention goes. Anyway, whatever. Where your attention is focused, if you're focusing on the positives, you're going to see more positives. If you focus on the negatives, you're going to see more negatives. Even on, even in fat loss, even in my life, I was back end of last year. If you guys haven't listened to my um, podcast episode on it, can't remember when it was. Maybe end of November time. Um, I did a podcast or start of December. I did a podcast episode on just how I'd been feeling and I got myself in such a pit of depression because I was just spiraling in all of the negativity. And I wasn't actively looking for the positives. I wasn't choosing happiness every day because I was choosing to look at the bad stuff. And so if you're constantly choosing to look at all the things you've done wrong on your journey, all the things that you haven't liked about your body, all the things that you don't like about yourself, all the, all the failures that you've had in your life, you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to feel negative. You're going to feel like a bad person. But if you focus on the positives, you focus on the wins, you focus on the things you've done well, you fo focus on the things you're competent in or that you're excelling in or that you're doing really, really well on your journey, guess what? You're going to feel pretty brilliant about it. Like, hands down. And, and don't take my word for it. Try it. Like, if you can try that for the next two weeks, I guarantee you'll be in a better position in two weeks' time than you would if you'd have thought negatively about it. Just in changing your outlook on the situation, you are going to excel so much more than you would if you thought negatively. Just by deciding, I'm gonna give it my best shot and I'm gonna praise myself for it and I'm gonna celebrate my wins and I'm gonna really focus on that side of things. You will immediately, I don't know, exponentially improve your results. Exponentially. Big word, so I used it twice. <laughs> Um, okay, so the first one was celebrate your big wins and your small ones, whether they're related to your goal or just something that you're doing every day. Um, I want you to do that. That's your task for this week. All of these are your tasks. Um, the next one, and I spoke about this, I touched on this earlier, but see setbacks as moments of growth, not failure. So instead of looking at the things that have uh, been a bit of a spanner in your day, right? The fact that you had a stressful day at work and all you want to do is turn to food and then you you did. Or, you know, not going to the gym and beating yourself up about it. If you're seeing those as moments of failure, you're always going to spring back to that middle ground. You're always going to spring back to that baseline of like, I'm a failure, I've got to start again. You're constantly going to be going and, and trying and then flinging back to the beginning again, right? 
if you see them as stepping stones, all of these little failures, all of these little moments of learning rather than failures, moments of growth, moments of, of, okay, cool, this is an experience that I can now use for my benefit the next time. So the next time you emotionally eat, you can ask yourself, okay, cool, why did I do that? What was I feeling? How can I now choose something more helpful for me or choose something that will make me feel good the next time? So see them as moments of learning, see them as moments of, okay, I haven't failed, I've, I've got an opportunity here to learn. This is the new stepping stone and I need to figure out how to get to the next one now. This is a, a, a step in the right direction because it allows me to now not make the same mistake again or not do the same action the next time. Change my behavior to be further along rather than going back to the start. Use it as that and you will get so much more from your journey. Like treat every moment as a learning experience. I know it's stupid, like it sounds stupid, it sounds like, oh yeah, duh, but like do it. Because at the moment you're not, because sometimes I don't. So if I don't, I know you don't. Um, okay, um, right, the next one, oh, okay, I did. I said stepping stones out of the comfort zone. So yeah, that ties in. It's just taking a step outside of your comfort zone every single time, and that will create new pathways, new habits, new little moments of like, okay, cool, I am practicing this now, this is a practice for me, and you're gonna do it every single day, and you're gonna repeat it as often as you can. Moments of growth, yeah, I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a post on it, props. Props never, because I haven't got time. <laughs> um, so that we can start breaking, new, breaking old habits and creating new ones. So we're just losing the pathway of this one, right? And I keep doing this, I always do this. Like, I hope you can kind of see what I mean by this. This is your brain and this is the pathway to the action. This is why I keep doing this. Um, so at the moment, you've got all of these pathways telling you that this is one behavior and this is one habit and this is how I'm gonna do things. And if you suddenly start going in the other direction, you're always gonna choose this one over this one because this one's stronger, it's thicker, it's more well-practiced, it's easier to go to, right? So we need to start working a way to make this one easier and quicker and like the better option to go to. So the more we practice this thought, the more we practice this habit, the more we practice this behavior, the less likely we are to turn to this one because this one will start deteriorating. It will start being like, oh, I'm not being used as much. I don't need as many strong kind of sustainable things to keep me here. So I'm just gonna let them fizzle out a little bit. And we start creating more moments of, of um, using this new thought process or using this new habit or behavior. And then we will start to see the results from that and the hard work will start to pay off and we'll start to use it more often. So we'll start to, you know, when we feel a little bit crap about the day, instead of turning to food, we'll start to go, huh, okay, I'm gonna write down my thoughts. And that becomes a new pathway and you keep practicing it until it becomes your automatic. As soon as you feel crap, I'm gonna write down how I'm feeling or I'm just gonna assess how I'm feeling. It starts small and then increases as you go. That's what I do. Um, so yeah, the next one is throw away perfectionism. We know this, I talk about this all the time. Um, although I'm just gonna, write read what i've written i've written there will be some mistakes sorry I ha maybe i do actually have covid because i am starting to get a little bit sniffly as well now and little block nose going oh no oh no um there will always be mistakes allow room for flexibility and what i mean by that is allow for the goalposts to shift slightly or the approach to how you reach those goals to shift for example if you have planned to have i don't know a nice healthy chicken fajita mix for dinner and then your friend goes hi i've had a really crap day can we go out for dinner 
doesn't mean you failed. It just means that, okay, cool, the goalposts have shifted slightly. The, the priorities have shifted slightly. I'm going to allow it to be flexible here. I'm going to go out for dinner. I'm going to have, I don't know, we're going to go to an Italian and I'm going to have a, like, sassy chicken dish with some, par, what's it called? Pros, what's the ham, the sassy ham? <laughs> I'm going to have some sassy ham with it. <laughs> you know, things like that. And allowing yourself to have that without it feeling like you failed. Like, no perfectionism. We know this. Um, where was it? Yeah, shifts, speed bumps. It's not going to be a perfect journey, but that's why you've always failed before because you you turn around every single time. Every single time something happens that makes it imperfect. Um, prosquito. How do you say that, though? It sounds... Phonetically spell it for me, Becky. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that the idea of what I was saying about always going back to the beginning, it's like when you get in a car, right, and you travel somewhere. Say you're traveling to even prosciutto. Oh my god, that was that was magical. I feel I feel so much smarter already. Prosciutto. Love it. Sassy ham next week, yeah. Tag me in it when you do. Um, so yeah, when you're going, right, say you're in a car, right, and you're going to a destination. If you make a wrong turn, what you're doing when you're being a perfectionist is you're then telling yourself, I've made a wrong turn, so I'm going to have to drive all the way home again and start my journey from the beginning and go the right way this time. But all you need to do, and all logically you would do, is just make the next right turn. Like, the next turn that you make, you get back to where you were going. You go, oh, made a right turn instead of a left turn. So now what I'm going to do is just like left turn, left turn, so that I'm back where I was. That's all you need to do. But instead, what we're doing with perfectionism is we're going, I've messed up. I went the wrong way. Now I need to drive all the way home and start from the beginning. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. I love it. I'm so happy. <laughs> I've learned a new word. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, embrace perfection and don't beat yourself up if you do, you know, have a setback and don't treat it as failure. Okay, the next one um, is to grow, you have to embrace discomfort. So like come at this from a place of wanting to grow and wanting to step outside of your comfort zone and wanting to get used to being a little bit uncomfortable in order to change and in order to be the person that you've always wanted to be. That's like so important, but we don't like change. We don't like discomfort. And so we always go back to the familiar. And so you need to get used to having that level of resistance and being able to like being able to embrace that resistance and push through it slowly rather than being so hell-bent on getting to your destination that annoyingly, I know that it's like, <laughs> you know, that like you've got to learn to embrace the ride or you've got to learn to enjoy the process. Do you know what I mean? Like it annoyingly it is actually a bit of that. It's just like knowing that the destination isn't all of all that important. It's what you learn along the way. It's how you grow along the way that will keep you at that destination anyway. So rushing to get to destination, you know, take over the world, you, whatever it is, rushing that process is never going to be sustainable because you haven't learned what you need to, to get there. Like, I don't know, for example, cheating on a test doesn't make you smarter. It doesn't get you the correct answers. It gets you that foot in the door to then realize actually you're not where you needed to be and you go straight back to what you were doing before. You get straight back to kind of feeling like you're not good enough, or like you didn't do a good job because you didn't pass the test on good merit. Do you know what I mean? You did it because you cheated to get there. 
same thing with like with fat loss with growing with anything like that if you're trying to rush it or you're trying to you know cheat cheat your way to the top or, or cut corners to get there you're not going to get there or you're not going to stay there when you do get there um you've got to learn how to carry on going and how to kind of annoyingly embrace the journey to actually be able to get there and stay there in the first place um okay the next one is more so an action-based one and it's called habit stacking and it's the way it's a really good way to start building some super sustainable and super easy habits you know what i said about building those neural pathways getting you to a place where you've practiced it so often that it becomes a bit of second nature like brushing your teeth or, or going to work on your journey like if we can start habit stacking which is essentially adding a new habit to an already existing one it's going to be a lot easier to keep up with it because you're already attaching it to something you do almost like automatically. Like when you come down from sleeping, that was a weird way of saying it. Like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, if, if you come down from sleeping and you come downstairs and you just press the coffee machine button straight away or you boil the kettle or you, you know, immediately feed the dog, you know, things like that you do naturally you do without even thinking most of the time or before you go to sleep you brush your teeth and that's what you do and you turn the light off and you go to bed like that becomes a really um automatic habit right so if you want to now start drinking more water moving a little bit more um doing i don't know doing something that is going to be productive whether that is just in your life or whether that is to do with fat loss or to do with you know he being healthy in some way you can start adding a habit to an already existing one. So a really good example of this is when you're brushing your teeth, you can walk around your bathroom or go for a walk around your house. That will start getting more steps in, which will start moving a little bit more, which will start making you feel a little bit better and it will help you lose weight if you need to, if you want to. So brushing your teeth, you can add another habit to that. Making your coffee in the morning, pressing the coffee button, you know, the or the kettle button, um, flick, whatever, switch, whatever it is, um, when you do that, that's when you go and get your glass of water and you have a, a glass of water and that will give you an extra glass of water throughout your day without even thinking about it or adding a glass of water to each meal. When you have a meal, you pour a glass of water, you drink the water and you eat the meal. It's added uh, a new habit to an existing one, which makes it so much easier to sustain. Breaking habits is, is a lot harder because it, it requires like removing something altogether. And we like to have, again, that familiar process. So for example, having like a dessert at the end of your dinner, that's a habit that is really hard to get out of. But again, the more you practice the new behavior, whatever you want to either replace that habit with, um, or, or I guess it do instead of doing that habit. So for example, instead of having a dessert after dinner, you go, okay, cool, now I'm going to like clean the plates away and go and sit on the sofa with a cup of tea or whatever. You know, if you want to change that habit and, re and it requires removing it, it's a lot harder to do, but the more you practice not doing the behavior, the more you will choose to not do the behavior versus do the behavior. So I just put as an example to kind of understand habit, ha why habit stacking works is that like, you know how it's so much easier to remember to, to remember a phone number, this is like basic psychology. If you guys did psychology at school, you'll know this, but like to like for memory, you um, chunk things together. So for example, like a phone number, we always say our phone number in like little blocks of three or four, and it helps us to remember it and it makes it easier to remember. 
It's the same thing with habit stacking. It's like chunking things together to make it easy to remember to do that habit. Um, like boiling the kettle and having the glass of water or pressing the button on the coffee machine and doing 10 squats or walking around while you're brushing your teeth. Um, so yeah, it, it will over time become part of your routine. Okay, and the last one is start, okay. I just kind of write down my brain thoughts. So this might not, not make sense. So I'm going to kind of give an example. Um, completely agree with this. I started to do the dishwasher as soon as I've eaten and turn it on. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's that, that's it. It's just little habits. And sometimes it's not necessarily a basis of like self-sabotage or emotional eating, or we don't always have to pathologize it. Sometimes it can just be as simple as we've got into the routine of having that dessert with after dinner or having the chocolate bar with the cup of tea or having the biscuits with the cup of tea, like things like that. Sometimes it just becomes, it's just become part of our habit and breaking habits is really quite hard to do. Um, so it might not always be, oh my God, I'm eating this because I'm emotional about something. What am I emotional about? I'm not really sure. Like sometimes it's not out of emotion or it's not out of like some sort of sabotaging behavior or I guess psychological behavior. It's just that we've just built up that pathway. We've built up that habit and it's just now the like go-to option. Um, okay. And the last one is starting in action outcome reward, um, and then move to stimulus response. Now, I understand that that makes no sense and it kind of makes no sense to me, but I've been researching it the last couple of weeks. <laughs> but essentially, we do something for a reward, right? Like I was saying at the beginning, celebrating those wins, it's really important to do that. Because we do something, it's like, um, if we do something and it makes us feel good, we're more likely to do it again, right? So we do a kind of like outcome-based reward system where like, Okay, for example, you're putting a light switch on, right? You turn a light switch on in your room. If the light comes on, brilliant. If it's already well lit, like you're not gonna turn the light switch on because it just doesn't really make much sense. You don't get you don't get something from it. Like I said, with going to the gym, you know, you go to the gym and you exercise and you feel good from it, and then you're more likely to do it again because it makes you feel good. And um, but if it didn't make you feel good, you're less likely to go back. So if you ached loads after your first workout, which a lot of us do, and it's just kind of a normal thing that happens at the beginning because your body's not used to it. If you ate loads after the first gym class you went to, the likelihood of you going back to that is low, right? Or you went to a trampoline fun kind of class thing, like fitness class, and you ate for like days afterwards and you couldn't even sit down on the toilet. How how likely are you to go back to that dance, that, to that trampoline class? Not very. If you had a really bad experience with something, with a doctor, you're not gonna go back to that doctor. Like, we like the reward. If you had a great experience with something, you're gonna go back. If you, um, if something went really well, you're gonna do it again. Like, you're going to do the things that you that give you a higher reward. And so if you can keep patting yourself on the back for the things you're doing, you're gonna keep doing them. And it sounds so silly, but again, our brains like that reward. And then eventually that just becomes a stimulus response. So it doesn't become a, if I do this, I will get this. It's not like a bargaining thing. It becomes like a, okay, if I do this, like, I know it will make me feel good. It's just a, it's just a, a thing that we do now. Do you know what I mean? It's just part of our lives. It's just part of our routine. It's just part of our habits that we build up. And um, so that's an easy way to start building up habits is to give yourself that reward for doing it and give yourself that pat on the back. And then soon enough, you'll just do it because you know that it will make you feel good. You don't even have to think about, oh, I'll, if I do it, I will get this from it. Um, yeah. So I've written, I love how like, I'm getting epiphanies from what I've written, ridiculous. Um, so I've said like, we do it for the reward and then we just do it because it becomes almost second nature. Comfort eating to numb sadness in childhood 
So for example, when you fall over and you hurt your knee and your mum goes, oh, let's get you a lollipop to make you feel better or an ice cream to make you feel better, right? Things like that to like, if you use food for comfort when you're younger, then it starts to become an unconscious thought when we feel sad, we turn to food even without considering other options. So that's all I need you to do is start considering the other options. That's it. I just want you to start becoming aware of when you feel this way. And so many of you are because you're talking about it in the group, which is obviously amazing. And I want you to keep doing that because when you communicate it and you get it off your chest, you've thought about it. You've not just done it without, you know, with no conscious thought. It's happened. You've fallen into it. You've beaten yourself up for it. And now you feel, you know, like the worst human ever for it. If you can just ask yourself in that moment, okay, what am I feeling right now? I really want to turn to food. I'm going to post in the group. Immediately, that's a good start. But if you're feeling that way, ask yourself, what can you do to fix this? What can I do to make this better for myself? How can I make myself feel better right now? And the way is to keep pushing forward and keep finding those things for yourself rather than beating yourself up, making yourself feel guilty, shaming yourself for it, and then coming back into that give up mode. Because again, you're just guaranteeing that failure for yourself. But you've done that your whole life. So no wonder you keep going back to that because it's your default mode. So we've got to start finding your new default. And that happens over time and it happens over consistently doing the other action, choosing the other option rather than just choosing the one you've always chosen. <laughs> um, does this make sense? Is this resonating? Is this helpful at all? Let me know if it's not then we'll talk about it again tomorrow. Um, but I will try and wrap it up because I'm aware this is now an hour long. So yeah, I was gonna try and make it 20 minutes, but lol. <laughs> when do I ever make things short and sweet? Never, never. Um, so yeah, that's your task for this week is to start figuring out <clears throat> what is holding you back and why it's holding you back and then figure out what we can do to create the solution for it. If you've got... A, um, a mode that you keep going to, if you've got a default mode of, I don't know, emotional eating or, or going back to like just sitting on the sofa, like now you've identified that's a problem. Great. Now we can find a solution. Now we can figure out how to stop it for next time rather than just going, yeah, but that's what I always do. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Like that's counterproductive. It's counterintuitive. It's against what we are doing here. Um, and what we are doing here is, is hard work and it's not going to come easy. And people will drop out by the eight weeks, not because it's like a crap program or not because it's X, Y, and Z, but because it gets hard and uncomfortable and we don't like that. So we just go back, oh, I'll just go back to Slimming Club instead. That worked for me once, but it didn't. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, 100% completely, absolutely. Thank you girls. Okay, good. I'm really, really glad that it's helped in some way. Um, what I would do is I'll, I'll obviously save this anyway so you can listen to it back at any time. But maybe even the next time you feel like this, just go back to this video and listen to it as a podcast while you're on a walk or listen to it when you're feeling a little bit crap. Um, if I can save it, I'll maybe try and put it as a podcast episode or or I'll just kind of talk about it again in a podcast episode or something. But yeah, for now, I will let you guys crack on. Um, but please let me know if you are struggling. If you are having any doubts, pop it in the group. But again, remember, don't compare. Don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you've had an average week, good, it's a better week than you would have had if you'd have given up on yourself entirely. So each week is just a stepping stone. That's all we're here for. Each day is just a stepping stone. So yeah, I love you guys. Go and have a fabulous week. And I, I'll chat to you tomorrow anyway. Um, but yeah, love you. 
And there you have it, a cheeky little sneak peek as to what we get up to within Thrive. If you are interested in joining, you want to be part of the next intake, or you know for a fact you want to be in my world, then what I've actually done is put the link nobody nobody knows about this link by the way I dropped it onto my Instagram stories just for literally 24 hours for those of you that knew you wanted to be part of the next intake um and I am doing the same for this podcast so if you stayed right until the end and you're listening right now you've got a chance to sign up for the next intake before anybody else even knows it's happening so our next intake happens on the 4th of April and it is an eight-week program all of the details are in the show notes below I am not going to chat about it today. Um, I will be officially launching it in a couple of weeks time. But for now, if you know you want to be in my world, you know you're ready to level up, you resonated with this podcast episode, and you know that it's your time to shine, go to the show notes, click the link and get signed up. All of the details are there, all of the info, pricing, package, what happens, you know, what we get up to, all of that sort of stuff is labeled below. So go and do that go and screenshot this episode, send it to a friend, pop it on your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Thrive with Jojo. And if you're new and you found me through this podcast, welcome. Hi, I hope you're fabulous. Um, Go and follow me on Instagram because that's where the magic happens. Um, I promise I'll try and be a little bit more consistent with my podcast episodes. I know I've been a little bit MIA. Um, There's just been so much going on behind the scenes to get you thriving and get you feeling the best you've ever felt. And I am not joking when I tell you I have got your back this year. There are so many ways coming to work with me for so many different price brackets, so many different budgets, so many different options that are going to suit you with where you're at right now. So I am so, so unbelievably excited to share the next couple of months with you. But for now, I will let you crack on with your life. So go and have a fabulous, fabulous week. And I will chat to you soon, Queen.